Hello, everyone, and Happy New Year. Thank you for starting 2024 by listening to this episode of Pages Unknown, the podcast dedicated to all things bookish and nerdy. My name is Zachariah, and I will be joined, as always, by my fabulous co-host, Michaela. Say hi, Michaela. Hi, Michaela. Today, we're setting some new goals for the new year, talking about reading and writing goals, some fun projects for the podcast, and we're going to talk about our favorite books from 2023, just a couple of those. We'll also reflect on the goals we made for 2023 to see what we did or did not accomplish. (laughs) As a reminder, new episodes of Pages Unknown are out almost every week. Right now, about 40% of our listeners aren't subscribed to the podcast, and that's a travesty. To get notified of new episodes, make sure that you're subscribed to and following the podcast on Spotify and Apple. Every time New Year's comes around, three things occupy my brain. Number one, which notepad or planner I'm going to buy. I already have one. I got it picked out. I will show it to all of you somewhere. I will post it somewhere. But Michaela, it's like a desk pad. So it's like horizontal and it's perforated and it's dotted and... I saw those blogs that they do all the pen writing tests. Anyway, I'm getting off track, but I'm very excited about using it in my day to day. And I become obsessive with mapping out all of my goals and like finessing my schedule. And sometimes I also let myself add a crap ton of books on Goodreads or whatever, just as like, I want to read this. It's like 75 books and we're two months into 2024. (laughs) Do you have the same kind of reaction? Does that happen to you too? It definitely still has that vibe where I'm like, I really want to mix things up, you know, in my life. I want to start some new habits. I want to get into some new things. I definitely still get that vibe around New Year's. But at the same time, I know myself and I have not been disciplined enough in the past to actualize a lot of the goals that I set for myself. Obviously, health goals mm-hmm. are always top of mind this time of year, you know, trying to plot out an exercise regime that actually works with my ridiculous schedule. I used to buy a planner mm-hmm. each year, like an agenda, and I would write in it for a month or two and fill on all my little things and use all my stickers. And then I would stop using it entirely. I think it's just maybe 2024 is the year of me finally accepting the fact that that's not me. That's not who I am. I desperately want to be a planner girly, but I'm just, I'm just not. So I'm going to try to curtail my goals to actually fit who I am as a person instead of like what I see other people doing on the internet. Mm -hmm. But the real question here, Zach, is which 2023 goals that we set for ourselves and then went so far as to record oh, no. and put into public sphere. We released that publicly. Yes, we did. <laughs> which ones did we accomplish? Oh, um, hmm. actually, some interesting ones. I think we accomplished some interesting things, but what we mostly accomplished were, were like the, the books that I wanted to read. <laughs> That's what we ended up accomplishing. And we made podcast episodes out of them. So I feel like that's a great goal. I'm going to run through some of those books real fast. Yeah. So Legendborn and Bloodmarked by Tracy Dion. We have episodes about those. Incredible. Incredible. Like literally so great. A Pirate's Life or Tea. We got, we read, we liked. The Stars Undying. We got. Michaela liked. Zach. Anyway, moving on from that. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) 
it was not my favorite. I will mm-hmm. say that I think Emery Robin is a good writer. I do not know that this was like for me. I've read yeah. other space operas that I liked. This just was not for me. That's totally fair. Um, let me see here. We didn't read The Adventures of Amina al-Sarafi. We did not get to that one. Mm-mm. We did not get to read Prince Harry's memoir, Spare. So we did not do that one. Happy, pl- uh, There's some like that you wanted to read that we did also read. <laughs> Happy Place. Is that it? <laughs> no, is that really it? One's it. Michaela, you have on here The Blood Gift, The Stolen Heir, A Tempest of Tea, Immortal Longings by Chloe Gong, Silver in the Bone, Daughter of Izdahar. So a couple you- of those I read um, in my okay. own time. Uh, we did not read them for the podcast. <laughs> you have free time? <laughs> 2024 is uh, going to be the year of Michaela's picks. I'm going to pick them all. And you're going to mm, hate every single one of them. <laughs> well. So uh, funnily enough, when I re-listened to that episode, I said something mm-hmm. that I just thought was very funny of me. It was very, uh, very ha-ha hee of me, which is that I was going ha-ha-hee-hee. to read in 2023. I was going to read one nonfiction book for every three fantasy or romance books I read. Michaela. Who who said that I could do that? Certainly not me, because I didn't. I did read a couple of nonfiction books this year. And I will Mm -hmm. say, the ones that I did read, I, for the most part, really enjoyed. Mm -hmm. Varying degrees. The Just to give you a sort of idea of what I was up to. I read Empire of Pain uh, by Patrick Radden Keefe. I read, yeah. well, we both went, read Wintering uh, for the podcast. There's an episode dedicated to that book. Yeah. It's a good one to revisit also. Great. It's the perfect time of year for it. I read mm-hmm. The Wager by David Gran, which is currently everywhere and was amazing. I got it for my dad for Christmas. It's so good. And I read American Prometheus for the Oppenheimer movie that came out. Mm-hmm. If I had to rank them, which ones I liked best? Number Uh-oh. one would be Wager. I loved the Wager. Number two would be Empire of Pain because Patrick Radden Keefe is an incredible writer. He does incredible research. Mm-hmm. And you can tell he's so dedicated to what he's writing about that it really comes across very authentic, no bias. Mm-hmm. He's very, here are the facts, interpret them as you will. Um, the only reason this isn't my top slot is uh, this book was really hard to read. Uh, it's about the mm-hmm. opioid crisis in America, which touches very close to home for us. And it's about a family mm-hmm. that ostensibly started it and had the, started the opioid crisis and has no qualms about it. And uh, it was hard. Wow. It was really hard to read about. That's tough. You know, just people who have, they're so callous, they just don't care. But anyway, it was beautifully written and beautifully researched. And he approached the story with so much empathy. And uh, I think that was really special. So the ones that I did read, oh, then it would go Mm -hmm. probably wintering and then American Prometheus. American Prometheus was like reading a textbook. There was so much Mm -hmm. science and I'm not a science person. It was hard. I had to keep looking things up and writing down different scientists' names so I could remember them. But- Footnotes. I wanted to be the smartest person in the theater, and I think I was because I was able to say, "There wasn't in the book." (laughs) Actually, in the book, uh, this is what they talked about that he did. So, um, you know, that made me feel good. What just happened? (laughs) I just became what just happened. Someone else. You went to see 
you went to see Oppenheimer and I went to see Barbie. I know that you saw Barbie also, but yeah, you we saw did both of those movies. I saw Barbie twice because I was like, I'm not watching Oppenheimer. I'm not it doing that. It was good. It was Oppenheimer was good. I heard it was good. The pacing was great. The acting was incredible. The book is tough. She's yeah. She's tough. Uh, but I wanted to read mm-hmm. it and I did. So that's pretty cool of me. And I'm proud that I did read some nonfiction. That's more nonfiction that I've read years previous. So mm-hmm. pretty proud of that. We kind of talked about wanting to do a ratio of we thought we talked about classics. We talked about doing um classic. You books. talked about that, I think. <laughs> I'm going to loop us both in here because you didn't oh. stop me. So therefore, you are I culpable. I can't. I pick my battles, please. <laughs> no, oh, my God. Okay. But I will say, one of the books that you had on here for 2023 that we wanted to read, A Tempest of Tea, that actually doesn't come out until, like, it didn't come out until 2024, right? So we actually couldn't read it in 2023. We actually couldn't even get it. But silly, I goofy think mood. We can get silly, goofy mood, but I think we can get it. I love yeah. all these tea-themed books. I'm like really, really into that right now, as you know. Also on here, I think you might do this personally, Michaela, but like one of the other big goals that we had was to use Goodreads and Storygraph to put all of the books that we read, like for the pod, and also put like reviews in there. And I, I'm like, wow, we didn't do that for not a single book, I don't think. Yeah, I use both those platforms personally. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of work. <laughs> this is like the thing about having the podcast. Uh, we, Zach and I do not have free time. And we certainly wouldn't want to put out reviews it. that are just lackluster, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the trial there. It's not like we're going to sit and write out a really well thought out review when we have 800 other things on our plate. And, you know, the podcast is always going to take precedence. I certainly would like to see us try, but between socials, podcasting, mm-hmm. our three jobs, uh, <laughs> it's just, and then actually maintaining a life as well, uh, it's just sometimes things fall by the wayside. And that's okay. Yeah, totally fine. Yeah. If you had any goals that you set for yourself in 2023, then, you know, and you didn't maybe accomplish them all the way you wanted to, that's okay. You did Absolutely. your best, and that's what matters. Exactly. And we're on a new year, so I kind of always think about it as a clean slate. I hate the phrase, new year, new me. I hate it, but I've really taken it. And we'll talk about this in a little bit when we talk about our actual goals for this year. But um, one thing on here that I just wanted to talk about from our notes, you read 28 books last year? I did. Nice. Like I year. didn't realize you were at that number. So I set my self the goal of reading 23 books in 2023. Mm-hmm. And that was the first time that I have ever made a realistic Goodreads goal. It's usually like 50 books. And I know that some people read 50 books. Some people read 200 books. That's just not me. Yeah. I'm a mood reader. I don't listen to audiobooks. What do you got? You know? I also will note too that of those 28 mm-hmm. books, I think I read like over 11,000 pages. So that's pretty cool. That's pretty, crazy to think about. I'm pretty proud of that. So yeah, I read uh, 28 books total, some of them romance. In fact, I uh, went into my story graph because I was curious to see what the breakdown was of mm-hmm. what I had read. <laughs> this is your personal one. Yes. This not is the my podcast. Pers- yeah. This is my personal one. And <laughs> 
the oh fiction nonfiction pie chart sent me into orbit. It looks like Pac-Man. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> they said, you want a little dessert. It's literally <laughs> your fantasy the whole books. pie. My story graphs, it, it's killing me because so much of it mm-hmm. is fantasy. And the, a cool thing that Storygraph does, this is not sponsored or anything, but we'd love it to be. We love be great, Storygraph. Great <gasps> collaboration. Not, we- maybe not even sponsored just like straight up like we just want people to start using it like storygraph is great so storygraph the, the, the cool thing is it breaks it down to a bunch of different genres and so you're it, it's qualified as your mood each of the books is broken down adventurous mysterious mm-hmm. tense informative challenging funny dark emotional reflective hopeful and lighthearted. <laughs> uh the biggest slice of pie i have is adventurous which is valued at 19 books <laughs> basically all of them and dark <laughs> shout out what gothic it? horror <laughs> we did read a couple gothic horrors yeah that, but anyway that. it's it's a cool platform and uh, it's kind of fun at the end of the year to see how your books break down statistically yeah it also talks about authors right it talks about lgbtq authors mm-hmm. and then bipoc mm-hmm. authors it like it shows you what your reading looks like in terms of diversity not only of genre and topic but also like of actual authors. It's nice. Zach, I think this would be kind of fun. So our next little thing mm-hmm. that we do want to talk about is like a book that maybe we missed from this year that we want to bring with oh, us yeah. into 2024. And I'm curious if you and I are thinking of the same book. So I'm going to count down from three and we're going to say it at the same time. Okay. Three. Okay. Two. One. Thistlefoot. Yes, yes. I knew it. I yes. knew it. <laughs> I knew it. Jenna Rose Nethercott, we love you so much. We're going to read this book. I mean, well, excuse we're me, going to read the book. We're going to read it. But also, maybe we're going to get her on an episode. Maybe we're just going to make the ask. <laughs> yeah, so we are definitely going to read this. But this got has got to be like top of the list for what we're tackling in 2024. It's also gorgeous. Yeah. The cover's really nice. Beautiful. Yeah, so that's definitely still on our list. It's still on our radar. Mm-hmm. We will not let it pass. Speaking of books that we didn't let pass, hit me with your favorites. What are your standouts from 2023? I've been thinking a lot about this. I loved, I love Bloodmarked. I feel like it was great. I, oh, it's one of the, one of the faves. I can't believe that was the same year. I really liked One Dark Window. I don't know that it's my top five, but it's up there. I have opinions about the sequel, and I read that one. I loved Happy Place, and I know that that's not 1,000% popular, Oh my God, the Sunbearer Trials going through this. I swear, Aiden Thomas's book coming out this year, 2024 in September. I don't know what we're going to have to do, but open invitation, open invitation to come on the pod. I love you so much, Aiden. Um, anyway, I'm not going to keep fangirling, but um, call me. Um, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> A married man. A married man being like, call me. I really liked Alpha Yiri was really good by my, our friend of the pod, Michael LeBourne. Oh mm-hmm. my God. Name Bear by Natalia Hernandez. I really feel like so many people are talking about their traditionally published favorites and they're not delineating mm-hmm. like their indie favorites on different socials. Uh, Very true. The, the Atlas Six. I loved it. And I know that that is um, an interesting thing. Michaela has mixed feelings about it. I do not. I'm excited. I'm very happy for you because I know how excited you are about these books and how much you love them. And it makes me happy to see you happy. So diplomatic. And that's all I'll <laughs> say on that. <laughs> Capricorn <laughs> through and through. Wow. <laughs> Get me out of here. Okay. I think then just like the last one I kind of want to mention that I think is also up there for me 
it, obviously Babel, but the taking of Jake Livingston, it also just kind of occupies a really interesting space. I do want to read more of Ryan Douglas's catalog, back catalog, mm-hmm. current catalog, whatever. I want to revisit that at some point. But what about you? Can you give me a couple that were like your standout favorites that we read? Yeah. So I think tied for first or like one and one and a half is okay. uh, Starling House, which is my favorite book of the year. So good. I absolutely love that book. And actually, we I loved it so much, I messaged the author on Instagram. And <laughs> you guys will know, I hate social media. I hate doing anything with social media, much to Zechariah's chagrin. But uh-huh. I took the initiative on that one and actually messaged her because I enjoyed uh, that book so much. And I loved talking about it. That episode just came out. Uh, that was yeah. like one of the last ones of uh, December. So if you haven't listened to that, that's a great episode. And that book was incredible. And I think the 1.5 would be Bloodmarked because I mm. agree it is just such a good book. And it was such a beautiful follow-up to the first one. It was even better. It was better, follow, like, which is crazy. Even more in love with the characters. Like that's rare. So I really liked that. I also put One Dark Window on mine. I haven't nice. read the second one yet. So I don't know it's going to impact my view of it. I've had a couple people who have read it who told me they loved it and that they thought the second one was even better than the first one. Ooh. And then I have you saying things in the back where you're like, no spoilers, but also. <laughs> I I disagree with the notion that it is better than book one. Book one will always hold this very special place. I like it a lot. I think we're going to see a lot from her. Anyway, I don't want to get too far into it, but book two was not as good as book one. See, I think that's interesting. And so I'm excited to read that. I made the Mm -hmm. horrible mistake of putting that book on my Christmas list. So I couldn't buy it for myself. (laughs) (laughs) Because once you ask people to buy you something, you can't go out and, uh, and purchase it yourself. Something else that I was Mm -hmm. actually, this is one that I was like a dark horse. I'm surprised that I like this one as much as I did. And it did make me excited to read more books by this person. Um, And that was a master of gin. Oh my God. By Peter Jelly Clark. Oh, Peter Jelly Clark is so good. So good. And we had so much fun. I mean, the cool part is going back through our catalog from of podcasts Mm -hmm. from this year, looking at all the interviews we've done with people like Heather Nix, who came on to discuss her book, Woodbourne. Michael LeBourne came on, Ace of Books we had on, Books, Dogs, and Coffee, uh, was a little surprise co-host. Sammy and Juno Dawson. Juno Dawson came on. I mean, it's crazy. It's amazing. We did a lot over this last year and we have a lot of books that we read that I think both of us are very thankful that we got to read them and then talk to people about it. Yeah. Specifically each other. (laughs) Before I talk about this year, I want to talk about how we make goals, how you kind of, how you formulate Mm. going into it. Okay. You want to talk about your notebook. (laughs) Oh, no. Listen, I do want to talk about my notebook, but I'm not going to talk about it right here. I see right through you. (laughs) How do you approach this, though? Because I know you don't plan, but in your brain, you've got to have some kind of, oh, you know, I'd like to go on more walks. I'd like to cook more Mm. blank. Like, just kind of vague goals. How do you, is that just how you approach it? Is that you just keep like a vague notion in your head and just keep going? You know, here's, here's the reality of the situation. I'm a very practical person. And I know what works for me. Mm -hmm. I know what doesn't. I know what I should be doing and I know what I shouldn't be doing. And so when I'm picturing my goals, I'm just picturing the things I already know I should be doing. Mm -hmm. I should be exercising way more, at least quadruple what I am now because I'm exercising zero. 
But then well, again, four anything times, times zero, zero is zero. zero. <laughs> <laughs> math. Uh, that's so, girl math. And that's girl math. I don't like I've written things down in the past. I've made lists. I've mm-hmm. made like manifestations almost. And it just doesn't work for me. Uh, I mm. know it's again, it comes down to discipline and uh, mm-hmm. willpower. And I'm lacking in both of those fields. So that's something I think at the core of it, that's what I should be working on in 2024. If it's for other people, I will do it in a heartbeat and I will focus on it and I'll get it done. If it's for me, I won't do it. And so that's where I'm approaching, you know, this sense of discipline, this sense Mm. of willpower is the willingness to dedicate it to myself rather than purely to others. Applying realistic goals Mm -hmm. instead of like sitting down and I could bullet journal them. I could write them on a sticky note. I could put them in my phone, but none of that's going to make me actually do it. So it's tricky. Making goals is hard. There's a lot of overlap in the way that we think about projects, but when we talk about goals, I get really granular Mm -hmm. and that sometimes is my downfall. If I were to show you what my new routine is going to look like starting on January 7th. I've done this before. I've actually done this exact routine before and it worked for about five months. What happened at that point was we had like a huge, huge work thing happen. Mm. And so I was dedicating derailed 10 hours a day to it. So I just got fully derailed and it was hard to get back on halfway through the year. Like I'm getting up at 5.30 a.m. now. Like, I, I have gotten up at 5.30 a.m. for, like, the last two, three weeks. It's amazing. And it's, well, it, I hate the winter. I get sad so bad. Like, S-A-D-D. It's horrible. But I have to remind myself to do things, like have lunch. At 1 p.m., I have, like, a reminder to go eat lunch. <laughs> I have a 3 p.m. thing that says, did you have any water? At all, like literally on my calendar to remind me. It's so funny because like if someone were to ask me to like describe you, there are several different words I would use. I would say like you're bubbly. I would say that you are like an inviting presence. You've got high energy, all of this stuff. The other thing I would say is that you are an ideas man. Like you are an ideas person to your core. You will come up with 800 ideas in no time flat. And then it comes time to execute. <laughs> mm, interesting. And it's like the mm, plan you've laid out for yourself is not realistic. <laughs> well, I think we all are guilty of but this. this is and that's why, we why work. you're no, taking is, the approach. This is why we work. Mm-hmm. You come up with the granular. I go a little bit further back to say, wait a second, we're doing 800 things at once. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's Well, why we work. you take a 10,000 foot view and I'm just like, I want to be in the hole where the golf there. ball goes. I, I want to be, be in <laughs> there. I'm like, here's the whole be the field. Speck of and dust. you're like, I want to be right there. Like that looks like a nice spot, but it's necessary. See and that it's a tiny clump of dirt. It's a talent that I do not possess, but it's like when you say, Oh, I get this notepad every year. I look for these agendas, your phone like mm-hmm. has all these different notes in it. Like mm-hmm. that is how you manifest things for yourself. Yes. And my anxiety is also performed yes, on those things. Of course. Yes. In all things. Well, in my defense, so the th- this like new regimen that I have put together, 
I basically have made it so that I've built in time that I'm just calling like fuck fuck around and find and find out time where I'm like that's I good. have an hour to wake up and have breakfast finally I can sit on my foot get off of me <laughs> <laughs> anyway I think I've mapped it out in a way where I've provided myself so much buffer time Love that. that like even that last 15 minutes if I haven't done it yet I'm like actually I have enough time to do it and then I go do it then I feel like I've accomplished something. Amazing. I'm like, ah, I showered today. I got a gold star. Like it's <laughs> anyway. That specifically is just a goal about how I use my time, right? Not what I actually want to accomplish. I've made these blocks of time to read, to go for a walk, to write, yeah. to Exist. edit the podcast, talk to your husband. Exactly. We've instituted a date night and I'm very, very excited about it. Do you guys have a date night? Do you guys do that? Not really. Or do you just go out randomly? Yeah, it's it's more random. I think we have, like Michael waits to eat until I get home from Barnes & Noble. So we're eating dinner at like 10 o'clock and after. Uh, So that's kind of like little mini things. 10 o'clock? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm telling you, it's it's a brutal schedule. I have no time. But that's all life goals. Okay. Life life goals are boring. Let's talk about book goals. Life goals are boring. Well, what's what's your number then? How how many books do you want to have read by the end of this year? I want to read 10 books per month. That is what I have decided as a goal. I want to read 10 books per month. However, some of that's going to be audiobook while I'm on the treadmill, doubling my time. Mm-hmm. That's great. For those of you who can't see, since we're an audio-only podcast at the moment, Michaela is giving me the uh, the most sass without saying one word. I was word. literally just doing self-soothing because <laughs> I got so stressed for the idea. <laughs> okay. Hey, if, if this works with your new regimen, I think that's great. I listen to books at three speed. You know how I am with audiobooks. I'm crazy. Fair enough. I, if anyone could do it, you could do it. So I fully wow, believe in you. Confidence. And I back you 100%. I'm going to read 24 books in the entire year is my goal. Slay. Uh, so that is four less books than I read this year. I'm sticking with the theme of like, you know, in 2023, I'll read 23 books. In 2024, I'll read 24 books. If I read more, great. If not, Whatever. Well, do you want to tell us about some of them? So I actually just got the notification about this book today, which was very okay. exciting from uh, NetGalley. I got Laura the Wild, which I'm very excited for. Uh, people have been talking oh. about this book on TikTok and people keep saying how they're excited to get the arc or they're really excited for the book to come out. It just sounds like it's going to be really good fun. It's a fantasy book. I, I think it's going to be a classic. And I just got the notification from NetGalley today that I got the book. So that's going to be book number one. Lore of the Wilds by Annele Sprana. Yeah. This is a wonderful cover. I love this kind of over the garden wall-esque. Yeah. The kind of imagery of it. It's very, very cool. No, it's really pretty. Oh, romanticy. Oh, yeah. Please. <laughs> I'm reserving uh, all comments. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead. Uh, yeah, so I'm really excited about that one. I think that probably that probably will be mm-hmm. my first read of the year since I'm nice. going to be reading it probably next week when I'm off from work. Mm-hmm. I'll probably sit down and read through that one. The next one I'm very excited about is, of course, Emily Henry's Funny Story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have a funny story. I requested it on NetGalley like an idiot thinking that I'm actually going to get the arc of that. <laughs> 
Well, I'll have you know, you have got your own profile on NetGalley. The podcast mm-hmm. also have has one. We also got denied. So. Emily, please. <laughs> I'm begging Emily, you. I would like you to come on the pod and tell us your funny story. Thank you. Thank you. That's been my pitch. <laughs> I, of course, will read Two Twisted Crowns, like I said. And then lastly, coming out in April, obviously not lastly, there's a million books mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to. But specifically in April, the sequel to Hannah Witten's Foxglove King book is coming out. It's called The Hemlock Queen. And I'm very excited about that. I enjoyed that book very much. And Hannah Witten has proved herself to be quite the ally. Talk, Valentina. So uh, I've been enjoying seeing her be very vocal on social media with a lot of the same things that uh, I align with. And so that's pretty mm-hmm. cool. And now I'm even more excited to read her book. This is a very pretty cover. It was a great and book. also, ugh, it's being published by our friends at Orbit. We love Orbit. Obviously, we're looking forward to Sangu Mandana's new book coming out. Uh, oh, a lot of our favorite so authors are going to be publishing in 2024. And we're excited for each and every one of them. Some of our indie author friends also are having sequels of their books yes, coming out. Michael LeBourne is having the sequel come out. Mm-hmm. We did get the sequel to The Name Bearer so, by Natalia Hernandez. So we're going to be able to look at that one. Heather Nix is putting out a second book. I didn't write down book titles so much as advanced reader copies that we've been approved for that I want to get to in the first four months of the year. I'm going to rapid fire through these, but a couple of these I am so excited for. Number one is Fathom Folk by Eliza Chan. Mm. Uh, Number two is The Rain Artist by Claire Rudy Foster. I really want to read The Pecan Children since I'm getting into horror now. I'm in my horror era. That sounded bad. I need to say that a little bit clearer. I'm in my horror. My horror. (laughs) Horror. Error. Oh my God. No. Horror. Error. (laughs) Scary book era. There you go. Scary book era, period. I want to read Infinity Alchemist by Kesson Calendar. I'm really not giving you any details about these books. It's just a lot of fun crap coming out. Sci-fi, fantasy stuff. I'm excited. A lot of LGBT stuff. Big fan. There's also a couple on here that I cannot talk about because, uh, you know, we've said it twice now, but the publisher, yeah, we're just kind of not talking about that right now. But I really want us to request audiobooks because I I get through them so quick. I'm not an audiobook person. I feel like with the right narrator, you might enjoy like a one-off. But for the most part, I can absolutely see you not being an audiobook. I can't retain the story. I I am not an auditory person. Uh, I have to see it. And then I have to. Oh, I do both. See it a bunch. Yeah, I can't do that. That sounds like a nightmare to me. I'm crazy. Oh, see, I love it so much. I'm like, I'm reading it as she's saying the words have literally come off the page and into my ears. I get uh, so silly about it. I've only just <laughs> started getting uh, okay with reading on my phone or on the Kindle you so graciously gave me. Uh, but of course, I, I, what Zachariah wrote in our notes, uh, you know, format of books, like books that we're looking forward to in 2024. And I just wrote paper. <laughs> because <laughs> that's really all I've got. <laughs> Listen, if you want to send us an ARC, please feel free to send it electronically. Yes, of course. Unless, of course, that book that you're sending is funny story, in which case send it directly to Michaela. Address redacted. But go ahead and... (laughs) I'll give you my address. If you're going to send me funny story, you'll get my address. I think the first one I'm going to read 
is Guarding Gus by a friend of the pod, Karen Nagel. Uh, I'm going to read that. Cozy, That's an adorable name. Positive masculinity. Big fan of the book. The last two things that we kind of had on here were writing goals and then goals for the pod. So I think writing goal, I just want to write a couple of times per week for like an hour, like a very quantifiable, here's what I want to have. I'd like to have 60,000 words in my draft by the end of April. And I think that that is very, very doable. Okay. I love that. I do not have any writing goals. I think that your writing goal is very achievable for you. I think that's great. But I don't have any personal ones for me. No journaling? No journaling? Well, journaling, I don't really count as like writing because it's mostly I do gratitude journaling is like the main thing to stay humble. That's a writing goal. That's a writing goal. What do you mean? Just continue with your journal. Yeah, I would love to do that. That'd be that would be swell. Not me turning it into a goal for you. Not me gamifying your own. (laughs) (laughs) The Libra of it all. All right. The Libra of it all. And for the podcast, I think some fun things. I'm going to say podcast and socials. Like, so it's like kind of all together, right? I would love us to get 5,000 followers on TikTok. That's like a goal. I want us to get 1,000 subscribers and followers on the podcast itself. I do not have goals about Instagram because I do not understand. (laughs) (laughs) I do not understand Instagram. And I feel really weird saying that. The algorithm is worse than TikTok. And I don't. It's very unforgiving over there. I think my goals are a lot more amorphous than yours are, which is exactly what we were saying in the beginning of this podcast, how we plan our years. I just want some growth. Uh, I'd be happy with any positive growth. Uh, I'd be happy. We we, we interviewed so many cool people. I'd like to have them back. I'd like to have Berkeley back uh, to discuss more about fan fiction with with Berkeley Novak Stoltz, uh, Icarus Pendragon on uh, socials. I'd like to interview some cool authors. I'd like to re- read some cool books and just see some general growth. But overall, I'm absolutely thrilled with what we accomplished in 2023. It has been so much fun. Even when it's even when it's scary and so much work, it's still a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, and there's nobody else I would do it with. So pretty, pretty pleased. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year, everybody. To be notified of new episodes of Pages Unknown, please follow the podcast both on TikTok and subscribe to us on Spotify or Apple. Yeah, we have a new goal. Help us hit it. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that's right. All right. Thank you all so much. We will talk to you soon. I also post my notepad on social so you can see that. Okay, bye. (laughs) Bye.